You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Locked On Cardinals. Sorry, a little tardy today. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Thank you to everybody who listened. Follow Bo at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. It's official. We are finally moving back to YouTube as another outlet for, you know, where you can watch us and and listen to Bo's terrible takes and listen to me have to defend him, defend him because he's, you know, a co-host. And, you know, it's it's a whole um, long and windy road. But yes, uh, please go subscribe. We will put the link um in our uh, about us, you know, little blurb summary on Twitter on our profile uh, page. This is going to be a big deal for us, um, and we really we appreciate people locked on uh, that got us back, and um, it's going to be bigger and better. And we just want to grow this as big as we possibly can. And YouTube will definitely help with that. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. All you got to know is Brian Peacock, host of Locked On Forty ers Matt Williamson. Has he was a scout in the NFL for years? They do a daily show about all the stories surrounding the NFL. Peacock and Williamson, check them out. Great stuff and um, nice little thirty-minute podcast to get you briefed on all of the NFL action day to day. Um, this podcast is going to be interesting today. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had some things to say about he and Julio Jones's worth regarding uh, what level of pick that they should be worth with their output, first-round, second-round pick. Uh, Kyler Murray made the cover of Sports Illustrated, but not necessarily for something that you'd think. And we're going to do a deeper dive into the 2020 NFL season surrounding Kyler Murray's output for the first half of the season and the second half of the season. It's going to be fun doing that for Throwdown Thursday. Bo, when you saw on Twitter today that Kyler Murray has graced the cover of Sports Illustrated sitting on his keister in front of a TV with a remote control in his hand. What were your first... It's a really slick-looking cover. I mean, it's him sitting next to Bronny James with their with their video game team. I sound like a rooting dad because I have no idea what the hell the video game world is about. What was the first thought that went through your head when you saw that cover? I'm out of touch. I'm really out of touch. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I'm glad that Kyler Murray's in touch with it for his generation and that he's he's going to be a part of something that uh, is is going to be a wave of the future and in eSports gaming, obviously huge. So it's kind of cool that he's in on the ground level as this thing kind of takes off like a rocket ship. But at the same token, like you, you mentioned, Bronny James, I didn't even notice. I mean, we're not going here, to... Here's a spoiler alert. Alex and I are not going to host Locked On uh, Phase or whatever the heck their name is. Like, we're not going to get into that e-gaming but it is cool like i thought about it this way as well i was like uh sports illustrated is is an iconic being on the cover is a big thing at least it used to be it's like I'm, i wouldn't pay for that cover i i don't know it just it's not my wheelhouse like obviously you've got the the iconic covers you got the big plays you larry fitzgerald's graced it several times like we can all think of like you can you can think in your head of some pretty iconic covers of the magazine. And as far as the esports one, it's cool that Kyler Murray is a part of it, but at the same token, it's like, I don't know. That's not a world I, I know about or really want to be a part of 
I even thought like this is I'm gonna be transparent how dumb I am. I thought that LeBron James was praising Kyler Murray because I didn't even notice LeBron James Jr. was on the esports team. I thought that LeBron was like just shouting out Kyler Murray like he's done with Devin Booker, but he was he was just being a proud papa and rightfully so. Uh, just saying that he's uh, you know leading a new generation, which is just fine. I just thought it was Kyler because I'm stupid. I'm going to leave that one there. When it comes <laughs> to Kyler Murray, there it's nice. It's a cool story, whatever. But we've been talking about this for a long time, Bo. I mean, and so have other people. Like, is him being introverted, playing video games, a bad thing? While you're the foot, while you're the you know starting quarterback for an NFL team, and we've pounded the table for no. Like, we'd much rather have this side of the spectrum than him out in Scottsdale till 4 a.m. doing whatever. I mean, he's a millionaire and he's 22 years old. And he's never not had a good head on his shoulders. You've seen that from when he was a kid. I mean, you can see how he how he holds himself, how he carries himself. He may be subdued and quiet, but that doesn't by any stretch mean that he's dumb or doesn't know what he's doing. And a lot of times when people don't hear other people talk a lot, they are questioning, well, is that person smart? It, it just... For some reason, dumb comes along with quiet, and it, it shouldn't by any stretch. I'm I love this. I love this. It's a completely it's like it's completely different than anything we've ever seen before, but that's not why you love it. You love it because he's just being him. It's like who right. cares? I love I, it. I also think that it's great that he has an outlet that lets him be himself and, and be a piece of who he was, who he is off the football field. And it doesn't include the baseball diamond. Like he's got another outlet yeah, for that's sure. Not gonna draw him, that's not going to draw him away from what the number one priority is, and that's you know leading the Arizona Cardinals going forward. You know, it's good to have. I mean, freaking Andrew Luck had a book club. You know, this is cooler than a book club. I'll at least give it that. Yeah. It, it it is weird. It begs the question because I think you can't have a quarterback that has other interests than the football team. I mean, obviously, there's like Peyton Manning, and he just lived, breathed. It was football for him. Tom Brady's the same way. But then you have guys, like I mentioned, you know, like Andrew Luck. He's got, He had the book club thing. It was silly or whatever. Uh, there, there's just examples all over. Aaron Rodgers has Jeopardy, and he's got other interests. It's fine. You can be a well-versed person off the field while not sacrificing, you know, putting in the time. It's It's all well and good, like, there's some guys that are obsessed with golf, like Tony Romo. Is a, he's a scratch golfer. He played, you know, tons of rounds. I'm sure, uh, no problem. So, yeah, you're right. This is this is a this is something that he can be involved in. He can be invested in. Seriously invested in it more so than we even thought initially. We just thought he liked to play video games. So now uh, he's. It's not. Go- it doesn't seem like it's going to be a distraction. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, and we've come a long way from the movie The Wiz. You know, do you remember that movie with Fred? Sa- I think it was Fred Savage, right? The the kid that only could say California, but could play video games. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a great money stream for him, too. You know, yeah. like it's like there's so much money in video games. It's insane that I, I just I, that's another thing that I can't fathom, because like you, I'm out of touch. Alex Lancy, Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. Who would have thought that we do our whole first segment on video games? But this is a fantastic thing for Kyler Murray. However you want to brand yourself, kid, go do it. Like who? Who cares? And again, this isn't liquor. This isn't strip clubs. This isn't, you know, whatever. It could be so much different than what Kyler Murray's doing. So just because it's different doesn't mean that it's bad by any stretch. And I don't think anybody would see the cover Sports Illustrated and be like, that's bad for Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Coming up next, DeAndre Hopkins 
in true DeAndre Hopkins fashion, said, you know what? Screw you guys. How do you not know how good I am? We'll talk about that next. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising, though? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Enter Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the players in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You're in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be. One-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. It's unheard of. It's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. And also, it's time to talk about our friends at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com. 20 years in the business, family owned. It's been online. 20 years, family owned business online. You don't have to go to a chain storefront. You don't have to go and say, oh man, um, where is this? Oh man, I don't know where this is. Oh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, ma'am. Where is this? You don't have to do that. It's rockauto.com. You can stay in your damn pajamas. Go to rockauto.com. Search for everything you need for your car or truck. Whether it's your daily driver, your weekend driver, whatever, rockauto.com's got you covered. The prices are reliably low. The prices are the same for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers like us. So you don't get upcharged just because you're a normal uh, person. You know, you're not a manufacturer. Go to rockauto.com. Write Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Second segment again, uh, we will be on YouTube starting on Monday. Bo and I will be finally streaming again. We're going to get some cool little uh, images and stuff, overlays we're going to be able to put on so it's not just a a gray background and two dudes talking into mics. Please go subscribe. You don't have to wait till the first podcast to subscribe. There's going to be a lot of great stuff on there. Uh, follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. So, Bo, I'm gonna I'm gonna push this to you here. DeAndre Hopkins had something to say after Julio Jones was not traded for a first round pick, just like he was not traded for a first round pick. And you see the likes of Stephon Diggs and Odo Beckham Jr. and Amari Cooper getting traded for first round picks to the respective teams. What did DeAndre Hopkins? have to say let's see if we can be really cool and uh and play the audio from deandre hopkins and his media avail- availability i don't know if this is going to work or not but let's see i would like to see a first round pick that could do what julio and myself do but you know guys are pretty good you know the receiver core uh receiver groups you know coming out of college they're a little bit more advanced than i was back in my days even though i only had like however many touchdowns, 15 or so touchdowns. But, uh, you know, you got guys like, you know, Justin Jefferson who who came in balling as a rookie. So, uh, you know, there's definitely some guys that, that can do what Julio and myself do. But um, I'm surprised, shoot, Julio. I mean, I know, you know, I was, I was only coming off a first team all pro, you know, so I, I kind of figured I might only go for a second round. But I was surprised a guy like Julio would only go for a second rounder. I love him. 
<laughs> I do like. He kind of backed up your point. I mean, it is kind of it is interesting, but there is like a group think across the NFL as far as the general managers are concerned, what they're willing to part ways with and positions and how they value position. There's actually charts, like there is charts and what's worthy of uh, you know what players and, and positions are worthy of of what round picks or even it within the round, you know, early first, mid first, late first. It is pretty fascinating, but. I, I see it from from Nook's perspective. It's like he what he was coming up. The thing there, there is a difference though. Like what Nook was traded for was abs- completely absurd, right? Wasn't it? I mean, it's at his age and to get a a bad contract in return for him, you know, plus just a second and a fourth round pick, it was completely. I would be felt. I would feel disrespected from the organization, especially from his his production. But it is odd, like. Don't you think that the Arizona Cardinals would have benefited from parting away with their first round pick for a player of the caliber of Julio Jones? If yes. Um, now what we talked about was would you be okay with the Cardinals trading David Johnson and a second round pick for a fourth round pick? That's it to get the contract off the books. And you were like, now this is kind of the medicine you have to take, but at least you get a pick back and you know you have to yes, you would have no matter you would have. To get the money off the books. The fact that you get DeAndre Hopkins. Like, we even had the conversation, would you make that trade for one year of DeAndre Hopkins and let him walk before giving him the extension like they did? You say yes. Like, it may have been the dumbest trade in NFL history um, or the most undervalued trade, the most one-sided trade in NFL history because the biggest trades that we've seen, and obviously it started with Champ Bailey and Clinton Portis years ago when it really was like it was before its time the Khalil Mack trade for a whole bunch of first-round picks. Who knows what will happen with um, – I mean, they, only one of their first-round picks really panned out with the Raiders with Josh Jacobs. Um, it's going to go off – it's probably the most lopsided trade to date in NFL history, and the Cardinals happen to be on the winning side of one, which is fantastic. But, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a total kick in the face. There's, there's a ton of different variables. Obviously, it's a little bit different with Julio Jones – his age compared to Nook's age, right? He was what, 27 when he was traded for. He played during his 28 year, and now he's 29. Uh, Julio Jones is 32. He's going to be 32 for the bulk of the NFL season. Yeah, I mean, we've seen guys' production fall off a cliff. We saw his production due to some injuries fall uh, short of what we're used to from Julio Jones, plus the Titans taking on his entire salary. That was a big part of it. It's just uh, – it's. It's pretty fascinating to kind of see and just what the, you know, you, you got to factor in all those damn variables as far as that's concerned when, when making a deal. And for Nook Hopkins, no doubt about it, like it, it was it was highway robbery would happen. You know, Julio Jones, I think a lot of people would have debated, you know, whether it was worth the first or even worth what the compensation was that went from, you know, Tennessee to Atlanta. If, if the Arizona Cardinals were in that position, if they sent similar you know, assets that way. Uh, look, I, I don't uh, Stefan Diggs proved that he was way more valuable than a first round pick and what mm-hmm. was sent, you know, to Minnesota from Buffalo. I mean, he was one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in the league last year. So, and what, what are the Arizona Cardinals lacking? What were they lacking at the end of last season? I know we're going to talk about, you know, their start versus their finish. What they were definitely lacking, I don't need the numbers to tell me this, is they were lacking playmaking opposite. DeAndre Hopkins. And as far as what they've brought in, there's a lot more question marks than a guy like Julio Jones has surrounding him right now. And I'm talking about AJ Green and I'm talking about James Conner staying healthy 
and a second round pick in Rondell Moore, who just signed his rookie contract the other day. Yeah, no, it's interesting. And it, the, the thing that blew me away is that no team offered a first round pick. Like, like you're going to take half the league out because you're not going to want to give the eighth overall pick for Julio Jones. Like, I get that. But there aren't any contenders on the back end that wouldn't part ways for a first round pick. I know you're going to take on a lot of money, but figure it out. Tennessee had $4 million in cap space and they figured it out. Like, Aaron Freeman, I want to have him on the show just to hear him say, I want to have a drop for Aaron Freeman from Lockdown Falcons. The cap is a lie. 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 Um, but again, I just want to put a button on this. DeAndre, I, DeAndre Hopkins is exactly what the Arizona Cardinals need in a wide receiver. He, he may have one of the bigger egos in the NFL, but he picks and chooses, and he's such a wordsmith when he says things. Like even after even after the Hail Murray is like, well, I was offended by three people. I just uh, you know, it just he's so cool and he just gets it and he's not screaming and haunt. I mean, we have seen a little um dissatisfaction on the sideline when he wasn't getting thrown the ball a lot, but that'd be any wide receiver. Alex Clancy, Bullbrock, locked on Cardinals. We're gonna wind up to the throwdown Thursday next. Um it's a nice little insight into the 2020 NFL season regarding one specific thing. And if that's the main focal point for wins and losses with the Arizona Cardinals, we'll talk about that next. Bo Brock at Bob Brack, me at Clancy's Corner, Locked on Cardinals. We'll be right back. But first, it's time to talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. That's it. The best tasting protein bar ever. They have nine flavors. Plus, they have occasional limited time flavors. I just got mint brownie in the mail yesterday. Limited time, well, and I, you know, the perks of the job that we get, you know, we got to taste a product if we're going to talk about it. Mint brownie is insane. The other eight flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everybody. Um, my favorite flavor right now is mint brownie because I just got to try it. It's like the most recent flavor that I've tried is now my favorite because it's the most, you know, recent in my cerebellum. There's all the all the bars have between 17 and 18 grams of protein, around 100 to 30, 180 calories. They have less than five grams of sugar, less than five grams of net carbs. It's incredible. Built Bar is the way to go. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code locked15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code locked15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. So ESPN. Um, Alex Lancy Bellbrock locked on Cardinals. They focused on the Cardinals, which was interesting, which is a, a far cry unless there's a Hale Murray uh, happening. They put up a graphic for the Cardinals in 2020 before and after the Hale Mary Week 10 victory against the Bills. So before that, the Cardinals were first in yards per game, sixth in total QBR, and seventh in points per game. After the Hail Murray, weeks 11 through 17, they were 23, 23rd in yards per game, 20th in QBR, and 24th in points. And obviously one of the things that we talked about through the course of last season and into this offseason was Kyler Murray's running the ball, having a direct correlation to the Cardinals winning and losing games. And sure, there were tougher opponents on the back end. Kyler Murray got hurt in week 17. Uh Chandler Jones went out after week five. So there were things that were going against the Cardinals on the back end of the 2020 season that weren't Kyler Murray's legs. But I am still in the camp 
that play calling and Kyler Murray running the ball weren't necessarily one in the same. And we've we've argued about this, but I want to talk about it now because as we get closer to the season and as we see the team the Cardinals are going to have in week one, we're still going to need to see Kyler Murray running the ball for the Cardinals to win games. And Bo, let me ask let, let, let me ask it this way for the throwdown Thursday. Would you like to see Kyler Murray run the ball as much as he did last year? Yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know if this is going to be a very good throwdown Thursday because I think we're in agreement. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals offense just has another gear. It has, it has, it gets to a level that it needs to be and operate at with Kyler Murray when he's rushing the football. I mean, when you talk about pre Hale Murray and post Hale Murray, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, the passing numbers, they didn't necessarily fall off, uh, Alex. I mean, he threw for nine touchdowns, just four interceptions. He, he completed close to 66% of his passes. He passed for over 1,500 yards, nearly 1,600 yards in seven games. But rushing the football, of his 11 touchdowns, he had one. I mean, he just wasn't... Like, when you looked at the... The Arizona Cardinals, one of the big questions was, especially under Cliff Kingsbury, could they be successful in the red zone? And when they were having a lot of success early on in the season and they were really kind of answering the the doubters from year one to year two because they were so lethal in the red zone. They weren't just turning, you know, red zone opportunities into points from Zane Gonzalez's leg. They were turning them into touchdowns. They were getting six, seven points a pop. And then that went away. And it went away with, you know, Kyler Murray. I don't know if that shoulder injury played a, a role in it. Um, I don't know if it was Christian Kirk and how defenses were were attacking him. Uh, I don't know if it, how they were attacking DeAndre Hopkins or Larry Fitzgerald or, or, or the entire offense, or they were just game planning completely different. But they had the Cardinals number the entire second half, like it was non-existent. And the numbers they tell that that they tell that story. Sometimes they don't. They did in this case. The Arizona Cardinals, in order to get back, they have to adjust to the NFL adjusting to them. That's just what it's going to come down to. And that's going to what it's going to come down to whether or not Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are going to be a successful coaching quarterback duo going forward. Like you, lots of, I'm sure there's lots of quarterbacks and lots of head coaches in this league that could have a six, seven, eight game stretch where they're good. It's the guys that can put together the, the entire season's worth of of work and in success and making the adjustments when it's necessary. I mean, that's that's what's going to separate those two guys. From being, you know, Kyler Murray's the 17th ranked quarterback. Separate himself to be a top 10 guy. He's got to adjust. He can't fall off at the end of the season. Um, I disagree about the initial thing but, about wanting to see Kyler Murray run that much. And I've talked about this. He brought up the shoulder injury. Fantastic. And I know that wasn't necessarily on a run per se, but Bo. We talk a lot about, and I'm not directly comparing Lamar Jackson to Kyler Murray by any stretch here, but we kind of poke fun on the list where, you know, Lamar Jackson is the seventh best quarterback, but throwing the ball is kind of an issue for him. That's not what Kyler Murray is, but if you can't win games throwing the football as a quarterback in the NFL, I don't want to see a 5'10", five, five, 200-pound guy running the ball as much as we saw last year. I just don't, because you look at the last two years and you look at this year, Kyler Murray has eons more talent to work with than he did even from last year. 
You know, Kenyon Drake and James Conner probably wash out, but I feel like the running game is going to be e- it's going to be equal to what it was last year. You have AJ Green, you have Rondell Moore. Hopefully, Christian Kirk can at least not move backward, and we'll see what they do with it from the tight end position. The offensive line is much better, so if Kyler Murray is going to learn how to be a quarterback in the NFL and withstand the rigors of playing in this league for over a decade without getting injured, he's got to be able to throw the rock, and he can obviously, but. Him being the best rusher or one of the best rushers the Cardinals have during victories is not a recipe for sustained success. And that's why I, I asked the question as, as I did, because sure, it's fun to watch him run. And sure, around the five-yard line, if you're going to run RPOs and he's going he's gonna to catch a defensive end jumping the other way, sure, you run the ball in the end zone. It's really between the 20s is what I'm worried about, where a play breaks down, first option isn't there, and he takes off. You don't want to see him running between the tackles. Uh if you don't have to. And that's where I'm at. For the future of the Cardinals, the less he runs, the better. If you can move the ball down the field without it. That's my main point. It's also going to come down to effectiveness. Because here's a a wild stat. Over the last seven games, post Hale Murray, Kyler Murray rushed more times than he did in the nine games previous to that. He just didn't, he wasn't as effective. He had 10 less touchdowns. He had probably close to 20 less carries, 18 less carries, but he ran for close to a seven-yard per carry clip. Like, he was just way more effective. He rushed less, but he was was rushing for more yards per carry. He was making an impact. He was finding the end zone. He did it 10 times more in, in, like I said, less than 20 carries. It's, It's pretty unreal. So, look, if you're going to have Kyler Murray on your team, you've got to utilize his legs. You've got to get hit the ball in his hands, hit him in open space. And that, that, that's just, if you don't utilize that part of his game, then you really are doing yourself a disservice because he's so talented. You fe- I mean, he's so elusive. Why not? Like, if he can avoid getting squared up, which he can, he's shown, like, he got hit on a drop back. He didn't get hit on a, right. on a rush. I mean, that's, that's key. And until he proves different and that he's lost half a step and he can't get out of a oncoming linebacker's way, then, yeah, he doesn't have to be that drop-back guy. He can be as dynamic as he is and utilize all his tools. Yeah, I mean, 67.7 yards per game in the first nine games, 30.7 rush yards per game in the last seven. So you said the different the averages. This is still, and this isn't what this conversation is about, he but rushed this is still- seven times for a, for 604 yards. And then uh, then after that, he rushed like an absurd amount. And, and it didn't, he, he, but he was rushing for just like four yards a clip. It's, but it's the bigger, the, the, the bigger story here, like when we talk about Cliff and the players and everything, it's Steve Keim. This conversation is about Cliff. Yeah. Like it's, it's you, efficiency wise, say that Cliff Kingsbury is responsible for all of it and he had great run schemes and everything for Kyler early on, and they just didn't work out. This just shows the ceiling that Cliff Kingsbury has in calling plays both on the ground and in the air. So with the efficiency, that's coaching, right? Pick your times, pick your... I mean, that's how... His main job is to make Kyler Murray a better quarterback every day. And if Kyler Murray is not growing, that's on Cliff. That's his only job, Bo. His only job is to make... Kyler Murray, a better quarterback and call plays, but he's, I think he's doing better at making Kyler a better quarterback than calling plays at this point. 
I think what you would be shocked by is is that Cliff Kingsbury was just trying to play the hits in the league already knew what they were doing. Like they they knew exactly what their moves were. And it was successful. They were 6 and 3. They they were in the tops as far as the league what SportsCenter had put up on that graphic today, you know, yards per game first. Kyler Murray's total QBR 6 points per game they were 7th. That's enough to contend obviously it was. And then uh and then the league adjusted and and Cliff Kingsbury couldn't make the proper adjustments to get back. He was well this worked before. Why isn't it working now? Because that's the NFL. And, you know, if he can't do that next season, I mean, if he comes out flat, I mean, it still means that he hasn't made the proper adjustments in an offseason time. And yes, it does come down to play calling. What worked yesterday is not going to work tomorrow. Right. And they'll have more, definitely more talent on the outside, even though it's not necessarily where you thought they were going to get this offseason. They're going to have more talent. And you're going to be able to throw the ball a little bit more with proven commodity in AJ Green, regardless of if he's only 70% of what he was, he was still would have been at 70% the, the second best wide receiver the Cardinals had last year. So, uh, and James Conner, we'll see what he can do if he can stay healthy for 17 weeks. Same with Chase Edmonds. Obviously, as you mentioned, health is a huge factor in winning and losing games in the NFL. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals again. We will be on YouTube starting Monday. Um, we're going to pub the hell out of it. So, uh, mm-hmm. It's on you if you don't see it, because that link will be all over Twitter, both Bo's Minds and the podcast. We will talk to you tomorrow.